He's turned my my uh, my front room into a studio. He's put up 26 lights here, 26 lights there, and he's what camera's going to do this on a webcam. I was going to do it off my phone. I was going to do it off my phone just to teach all of you a lot of lesson. And it's Paki, and he comes and puts. I don't know what he does. And uh, honestly, just to do his best, yeah, Annie. Fingers is that. What? Huh? What? You know what it is? Don't ever say what to me, okay? Okay. <laughs> look at that guy, okay? He's got his look at this. Yeah, serves you right. Okay, he's got his, his snacks. He's got snacks, Pepsi's, this, that, whatever, whatnot, okay? Look at this nonsense. He's set up he's set up this. You ruined yeah. the whole camera angle. Yeah, I don't care what I've ruined. I'm obviously the truth is more beloved to me. He's set up, look how much light is already in here and he's put up this light and he's, look at this, what he's done to my thingy. And I said to him, Shaz, let's do it in the in the front room and end the story. But anyway, right, come on, fix it. Come on, fix it now, man. My goodness, wait. I can do it myself. Who needs you in the patty? You destroyed everything. Look at that. Back into the middle. Other way. That's it. Right. Okay, guys. So you can see now. Uh, obviously, we've done all this because, uh, as you might not, as you might have known, it's uh, snowmageddon in the UK. We get one inch, then life yani has to come to a halt as we know it because you know uh, we don't do snow very well in uh, the UK. But it is actually quite dangerous because the temperature has dropped, and they don't really know what's going on with respect to icing the roads or de-icing the roads properly and gritting and stuff. So it's actually quite dangerous. So we told the Awala local folks not to come down uh, tonight and uh, do the lesson inshallah uh, online so let's get started um, if we have a great lesson okay we might even finish this entire chapter I'm gonna have to rush if I'm gonna do that that's the that's the only problem no chocolates no distractions okay all right yeah because you're eating everything and I'm sitting here like a plum yeah but yeah okay uh, so can we do this? Yeah, and it's it'll be the long, it'll be the most amount of pages we've ever done. It'll be twelve pages, thirteen pages, but I, I you know, I'm, I'm up for it. Okay, so we are in the middle of the. Uh, if you look at the Arabic text, then it is, it is, it is the Arabic. What in what in farada mu'tamun bila uzrin batalat. Okay. وَإِنْ انْفَرَضَ مُؤْتَمٌ بِلَا عُذْرٍ بَطَلَتْ وَتَبْتُلُ صَلَاةُ مَأْمُومٍ بِبُطْلَانِ صَلَاةِ إِمَامِهِ فَلَا إِسْتِخْلَافِ وَإِنْ أَحْرَمَ إِمَامُ الْحَيِّ بِمَنْ أَحْرَمَ بِهِمْ نَائِبُهُ وَعَادَ النَّائِبُ مُؤْتَمًّا صَحَّ 
Okay, that's the Arabic, and I'm going to read the translation. This is the Arabic of the original Matan that is in about three or four manuscripts. Okay, this is going to become important in a minute. All right, and I have translated it according to those majority original manuscripts. So uh, that would mean what in infarada mu'tamun bila. Okay, um, it is not valid for a follower to convert to praying alone without legal excuse this is what we were doing last week right a guy is in the jama'ah and then suddenly he just says i have to leave he leaves because the imam's gone on too long or he's got sick or you know he feels that he's about to you know i need to go to the bathroom i need to exit quick time so i just need to just go by myself now and pray quickly and then leave so we were covering all those scenarios if you remember and we had lots of discussion so we're going to finish that sentence off okay but then following it we have two paragraphs Okay, we have two paragraphs. The prayer of the follower is invalidated if the prayer of the Imam is invalidated. There can be no appointment of a replacement Imam. Okay, I'm going to read that again. The prayer of the follower is invalidated if the prayer of the Imam is invalidated. There can be no appointment of a replacement Imam. If the regular Imam enters the prayer which has already been started by his substitute Imam, it is valid for the substitute Imam to now become a follower. Okay? Now, the reason I wanted to mention that is because in the actual text um, of Al Mumti' in Sheikh Uthaymeen's version, those last two paragraphs, he does the other way around. So we are, in our explanation, are going to take that, that last paragraph and, and, and do it now. And then we're going to make that penultimate paragraph the final thing. So the issue of about then the appointment of a replacement imam is the last thing that we're going to finish with. As for the one, what happens when the regular imam uh, comes in when a substitute imam is praying, that's what we're going to do today as well and hopefully. So I just want you to know uh, that, okay? Be aware of that, all right? Okay, uh, Shaz, what's the, what's the, everyone there commenting, blah, blah? Yeah. Yeah, and what's about this uh, lag between the voice and the, and the, the video? There's some lag, isn't there? So just ask everyone, is there, because if there, if there, if there's a problem, then we need to pause and work it out what's happening. But they're suggesting that there is a lag or there is a non, non-connect between the video and the audio. Okay, so uh, if there's a problem, just uh, uh, type on the portal, okay? If we can try and fix it, then we'll try and fix it. You are connected hardline, aren't you? Yeah. So then, you know, mine is faster than the, the masjid, so there should be absolutely no problem at all, Shaz. See, make sure that everything is okay before we continue. Anyway, I'm going to continue anyway, all right? Okay, let's see if we can fix it. All right, so when we're talking about the imam uh, uh, praying a jama'ah and the guy behind him, a ma'mum, he's had enough because, you know, the guy's gone on too long or some other issues, blah, 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 then it's allowed for him with that legal excuse to then come aside. Um, what if, and this is now at the top of 314, يعني, what about a guy who basically says, right, he's praying behind his imam, imam's reciting quite long, he's thinking, oh my god, I need to go to the bathroom, I need to hurry up, and oh, I can't wait, I can't wait. So then he, then he makes his intention, I'm just going to now separate. So he just separates. Remember, he doesn't need to step away or anything. He just, in his mind, he now is not following the imam, and he c- carries on praying by himself. Now imagine that he then does quickly, finishes that raka'ah, then he does another raka'ah, and whilst he's doing the other raka'ah, suddenly, 
perfect. Everything is sorted again. His stomach's fine. Does blood is fine. He doesn't now need to actually break the prayer anymore. So now the question is, what does this guy do? Does he now finish the prayer? And you know, because he started what he's finished now, khalas go. Or can he rejoin the imam? All right. That's what the the issue. That's what the the, the scenario is. And. Uh, uh, the fuqaha, what did they say? They said that both are permissible. The fuqaha, they said that it is allowed for him to break, which is my position, by the way. I want you to be very clear that the class position is that he should continue. Okay, he's broken, he should continue, and that's it. But they also said he's allowed to jump back in again. All right, you might say, how can he jump back in again if he's already prayed raka'ah? Because now the imam has, for example, in the first raka'ah of dhuhr, and you've now become by yourself and you've prayed second raka'ah, imam is still on the first raka'ah. Imagine that when you rejoin him. So you've only got two left, he's got three left, okay? So we're gonna have that same scenario where he, the the, 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 the fuqaha are saying, some of the fuqaha, Sheikh Uthameen is saying as well, which surprised me a bit, that this person is going to then sit by himself, okay, when his prayer ends, i.e. when he reaches four and the Imam has done three and the Imam and the rest of the whole Jama'ah stand up to permit, to pray the fourth, he would then stay seated. Okay, and then wait for the Imam, and then he would then give the Salam with the Imam. And that's what the Fuqaha said, it's allowed for him to call back in, there's no evidence to, 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 to prohibit it. I can't find an evidence to prohibit it, but I don't like it. This is also a little bit of, you know, airway in the prayer, and I'm not interested. So the, the Fuqaha very clearly said that it's uh, he's allowed to continue now with what he's done. So I think that's what he should do, and uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. Um, by the way, there is also... Um, another type of conversion. How are we doing, Jazz? What are the people saying? Uh, I'm just uh, looking at it now. Um, I've just done a couple of things, so uh, we'll see if it. No, but are people saying that there is a problem? Yeah, there is. I think there is something. I mean, I can, I can, if they, if they want to just pause it for a few, a few seconds, we can come back. How can how will that, how will that work? Yeah, we'll reconnect. We'll just go, go uh, blank for us a few seconds, and then we'll come back on again. What did you do? Did, uh, if if this fixed, then then thingy. If it's fixed, then obviously we don't need to do it, do we? Oh, it's supposed to be live. I don't know why. Between the thing and the. No, no. After what you've done, just ask, isn't it? Is it fixed? I have, I Check your phone because um, I think uh, you might be getting messages that will tell you directly. Um, still, no, it's still there. Um, if they can give us thirty seconds, we can just you know just disconnect and reconnect within a, in, in a few seconds. Hmm. And overall, the final video will 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 not will have a gap or not have a gap. It will just um, it will continue as one video at the end, so it'll be fine. Right. Okay, everybody, listen. Okay, we're gonna try and reset things, but you don't need to do anything. To do nothing, yeah. No, no, they don't need to do anything. They just keeps keep connected. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Stay connected, everybody. Okay. Give us thirty seconds or one minute or whatever while we reset whatever he's got to reset. Okay, and fix the fail that he is and. Um, Sort his life out. I'm gonna make him uh, pay for this. Don't worry, folks. That's my promise. <clears throat> you only have thirty seconds. I just hear thirty seconds sitting for then. In a minute. Well, you should be live actually. Just one second.
Yeah. Okay. How are we doing now in terms of? Uh, yeah, is there any lag or anything between? I don't even know what the lag is meant to be. Is it still a problem? Yeah. What is the lag anyway? Did it mean between my voice and my thingy? Yeah. Subtitles off. I mean, the the the, the, the syncing is not there. Yeah. Oh. Okay, fine. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, anyway, guys, apparently it's them, but we can't do anything now, so we're just going to have to continue, which is a shame because this was meant to be the big lesson. How do you know it's sorted? I can see now. So why was it done in the first place? It was out of sync. It was slightly. Well, I didn't know it was a video, but obviously it's now it's in sync. It should be fine now. I want to know how you know it's in sync. You'll see in a minute. I want to know how you know it's in sync. This is the, we don't give away our secrets. Shaz, you I can see it on the video. The video is a bit more in sync now. Alani Qasim, you know what? You, you messed up, isn't it? You, no, no, it's in sync now. We're live um, now. Anyway, come on, man. Get on with the class. Um, it's fixed. Perfect. Everyone's saying it's fixed. Look, they're getting five messages through. Okay. Okay. I will punish him royally. It will be expensive for him tonight. Believe me. Please put your um, suggestions down. What's the most expensive way we can punish Shazad? I've got some ideas, but uh, yeah, he needs to be punished. All right, okay. So, uh, so that's yeah. As you know, we've been doing all this intiqalat, yeah, moving from intention to intention, intention to intention. What did we just do? We just covered the intention of a person who's moving from being a follower to someone by himself. There's another intiqal. There's another conversion of niya as well, which the author did not mention, but Sheikh Uthameen wants to mention, and that is to move from becoming an imam to a person by yourself. Okay, so a imam to an individual. What are the two scenarios for that? The first scenario is you got a jama'ah made of only two people, you and someone else. He's praying to the next of you and you, the guy next to you, he breaks his wudu. So he leaves. So what are you then? You were an imam, but now you're praying by yourself. So you are now praying by yourself. That's the first version. The second version is uh, similar. The second guy, you're praying a jama'ah with the second guy and he leaves the prayer for a valid reason. He needs to break wudu or the prayer is too long or whatever. So he leaves for a shari'i udhr, a legislated reason. Then you are by yourself and again the prayer is fine. Okay, now as I said, we're now going to Sheikh Uthameen in al Mumtia, page 315. He takes the last paragraph first. Shaz, I need you to read it out for me. Okay, just, just read out, the, get the text. Read out the penultimate paragraph. Because in Arabic, the Sheikh says, Prayer of the follower is invalidated if the prayer of the Imam is invalidated. No, 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 that's the last paragraph. No, no, that's the penultimate paragraph. Yes. Yeah, the, the, read out the la So, وَإِنْ أَحْرَمَ إِمَامُ الْحَيِّ بِمَنْ, بمن أَحْرَمَ بِهِمْ نَائِبُهُ وَعَادَ النَّائِبُ مُؤْتَمَّنْ صَحَّ The penultimate paragraph. So, the prayer of that was the penultimate Sorry, the last, the last one. If the regular Imam enters the prayer which has already been started by his, by his substitute Imam, it is valid for the substitute Imam to now become a follower. Very simple scenario here, folks. Let me make it nice and easy. First of all, what does Imam al-Hay, if you're looking at the Arabic means, the Hay is the local area. And the Imam of the Hay is what we know as, know as the Imam al-Ratib. Al-Ratib, we know that, you know, we talked about Sunnah and Nafal, that a Sunnah and Ratiba are the common Sunnah prayers, the regular Sunnah prayers, the Sunnah Mu'akkadat, okay? So the Imam al-Ratib is the official Imam, okay? The Imam who is employed, the Imam who is well-known, this is known as Imam al-Ratib, or the Imam al-Hay. 
Now, the scenario basically is, is that in his masjid, okay, everyone's waiting to pray. He's not there. Someone then moves forward. It could be a deputy imam. It could be just a learned person. It could be someone that you all respect. You put him forward. He starts praying. When the prayer is well established, maybe they're in one raka'ayin or two raka'ayin, the imam suddenly appears. The imam, okay, has a choice here. He either quietly just joins the, the, the end, the, 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 the final line and prays, or he says, I've got to take control of this scenario. So he goes all the way to the front and he will then, you know, touch the uh, imam, the substitute imam, and he will say to him, I'm here now. And what will happen here is that the substitute imam will then, if there's space in the line, will then go back and he will sit and stand in the line behind. Yani, and that's, of course, go back to the thing that I've been saying regularly from beginning and in masjids or whatever. The Prophet ﷺ said that the best of you are, with the, are those with the softest shoulders, meaning always willing to make space in a line, either for someone to come in or to come out or to pass through. And so if you see that scenario, all of you yani, should be intelligent enough to start moving up, moving down and creating a space for an extra guy. So he will now come back and join you in the line and the Imam will pray by himself. If there is no space, okay, then the, the, the deputy, the substitute, he will then come and he will stand to the right of the Imam. Okay, and the Imam will then continue the prayer. He will continue from there. Now, obviously, the situation is not going to work if the raka'at have been prayed. Okay, if there's been one raka'at prayed or two raka'at prayed, then the whole thing becomes a mess because the Imam's prayer is not going to link up with the amount that you've already prayed. So that's not going to work. This is so when I said one raka'at, two raka'at, ignore that. This can only work if the Imam comes whilst in the first raka'at. Okay, I hope that that's um, uh, clear. What's the evidence for this? You all know this. this is a very famous hadith of Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiallahu anhu. Uh, the Prophet was not well. He commanded the Prophet he commanded uh, Aisha and Abu Bakr yani, to tell your father, and then he told him directly go and lead the people in prayer. Abu Bakr as-Siddiq didn't want to do that. Aisha didn't want that to happen as well because he knew that his father was very emotional. Her father was very emotional, and so on. And people would complain because you know he cries a lot in the salah, etc., etc. Anyway, he is the main man. This, of course, is also a, 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 a proof of of the correctness of the Khilafah going to Abu Bakr as-Siddiq and not Sayyidina Ali radiallahu an, Because of course, Ali ibn Abi Talib, his claim is a big one. His family and he is yani, so respected. He's from al Bayt and so on. And that's why, of course, uh, some scholars uh, uh, said that he also wanted to and he had the right, but Abu Bakr as-Siddiq was more correct. Whereas Ahl-Sunnati wal-Jama'ah, the majority say no, Abu Bakr Siddiq was the right person, he was the best person, he was chosen in the lifetime of the Prophet to be his replacement, his substitute and his Amir, and he was the right person as the companions all agreed upon to be that Amir or after. So anyway, Abu Bakr Siddiq is leading the prayer, it's all going fine, and the Prophet finds, yani, as he says, khifa, yani, he finds actually he's alright, yani, I can make this prayer, because he was. this is in his dying stages, he was so ill that he couldn't even get up, okay? So now he can get up, so he makes wudu and he goes out to the front. And of course, the people are not happy or wouldn't like the idea that the Prophet is following in a prayer. They want him to go and he recognizes that. So he goes to the front, okay? And when he comes to the, to the front, Abu Bakr Siddiq sees him and you know, so he goes, SubhanAllah. And um, uh, he, yani, he steps uh, uh, away from the Imam position. However, the Prophet he's too weak himself to stand. So he sits down. Because that was his current state. He's going to sit down, okay? And if I am not correct, I think he was even helped to this position. If I'm not wrong, sorry. Then I think he was even helped to this position by some of, maybe some other Sahaba, or that could be another narration. But I need to check that, actually. Because I know that there's a hadith of uh, Abdullah ibn Abbas and a miswar uh, carrying out the Prophet ﷺ. But I don't, I'm not sure if it's this one or not. Regardless, when the Prophet ﷺ got to the position at the front, he sat down. 
and Abu Bakr as-Siddiq then stood behind him because he's not allowed to uh, sit because the Imam is sitting for a reason whereas the Abu Bakr as-Siddiq is standing at the right hand side and he's fine so he stands there and the Prophet ﷺ is sitting down and the Prophet ﷺ is ill so he's sitting and he's also ill and his voice is weak and so the Prophet ﷺ said Allahu Akbar and Abu Bakr as-Siddiq was doing the, the he was the mukabbir so whenever time the Prophet ﷺ would say Allahu Akbar and so on and so forth then he would say it loudly and so the people were actually following the signs and the sound of Abu Bakr as-Siddiq and Abu Bakr as-Siddiq was following the Prophet ﷺ on the left hand side anyway what's happened here the original Imam has come back he's taken over the prayer the substitute Imam he was an Imam now he's a follower that's our back to our issue the evidence is there so this shows it is permissible for intiqal of the niyyah of the Imama ila ma'mum okay from a person to be Imam to a uh, uh, imam, uh, to, to be a follower, sorry, okay. Uh, a couple of points here as well. Um, uh, what does Sheikh say on, on the top of page 316? Uh, he says, what about if the imam, what about, is uh, the, the imam, um, uh, the mu'allif, the author, Imam al-Hajjawi, he, he, he specifically said imam al-hayf, he said the official imam, meaning that it is not permissible for this to occur outside of the official imam scenario. So Sheikh Uthameen says, okay, what about if there's a person who is not an official imam, but he comes into the masjid and people want him to lead? Like, for example, maybe he's a scholar, or maybe we're, we're in a masjid where there is no official imam, and a some regular guy goes forward, okay, but he's not an imam, and he's not the official imam, and then a big scholar, everyone knows he arrives at the masjid, or someone who's hafid, or, or qari, and he's got good qira'a, and so on. Sheikh Uthameen says that also for this person is allowed as well. It's allowed for them to go to the front and do exactly what we just said. But the Prophet ﷺ said, but, but the Shaykh Uthameen said that if the Imam that's coming in doesn't have yani, uh, a maziyya, yani, or, or, or a mazziya, meaning a, uh, what's the word? Oh, uh, some extra excellence or ability or a higher status than the current Imam, then it's not allowed for him to do this. So Sheikh Atameen, and I like this, and that's the class position, that this is permissible to be applied for all people, okay, as long as it does not, uh, oh good, as long as it does not, um, uh, as long as it is, uh, as long as it does not, uh, um, as long as the Imam who's coming in, he is not in any way lesser than the Imam who's currently praying. Because that wouldn't make sense. How can you move Riyani from the higher to a low? No, you can move from the normal to the and that, uh, uh, from the normal position to the official position or to the standard we have now to the Imam or to the big Qari. That I hope that that's clear. Uh, one of the really interesting things for me uh, is just how important this emphasizes the position of the official Imam, the Imam al-Ratib, how much respect he deserves. Even if you might not naturally feel like you want to give that to him because maybe you don't like his voice or whatever or his age or whatever, he has huge amount of respect in the eyes of the Sharia, in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Imam is of huge status, really, really big responsibility. Many people don't understand that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed the people who are Imams. And the Prophet ﷺ made dua for the Imams. He made istighfar for the Imams. He uh, ﷺ only made the Imams to be the best of the people that he could find. Uh, the Prophet ﷺ said that a Imam, even if he is the Imam of a place and a big scholar comes, but that is his control. So, so the one scenario where, you know, I said to you that big scholar comes in, he would never be able to overtake the official imam of that area. 
the Prophet ﷺ said that no man is to lead another one in his authority. This applies to a person's house, a person's kingdom, a person's court, a person's uh, masjid, a person's uh, company. If there is an imam in a, per in a particular place, so for example, a guest scholar comes and he comes to my house, for example, and he might be more than me in qira'a and hifz and ilm, whatever, but he does not lead me. I have the right to lead the prayer. And that was always the idea. That's showing a respect for a person's authority. So sharia respects and loves authority. Of course, uh, the hadith says, except by his permission. So if I say, no, please, I want you to lead, then of course that person leads. Um, uh, okay. Then Sheikh then says, there's also another uh, uh, um, conver uh, um, uh, conversion. Uh, from uh, a person who is following to someone who to, to becoming an imam. So, for example, um, okay. So, for example, a person, the imam is praying with a jama'ah, okay, but suddenly he feels something go in his stomach and he thinks, "Oh my God, I need to go to the bathroom right now." But he has not broken the prayer, so he wants to go, but he's not broken the prayer. So immediately, what he does is that he turns around, okay. So and who will then complete the prayer for them? فَقَدْ عَادَ الْمُؤْتَمُ إِمَامًا وَهَذَا جَائِزٌ So a mu'tam, a follower, has now become the imam, and that is something which is permissible. That is something which is permissible. Okay. Um, there's another version of this, which is a bit of a strange one. Okay. Um, a bit of a strange one, and the Shafi'is in our class will know about this. The Malaysians will know a lot about this because the, the Shafi'is do this and it's actually a humbly position as well. Uh, imagine this scenario. We have a masjid, the Imam is leading the prayer, everyone is praying behind him and then two people, okay, will come in and these two people, they are latecomers, they enter the prayer together and as they're walking towards the line, one turns to the other and they say, man, we've, we've lost three raka'ah here or two raka'ah or whatever. The other one goes, okay, well, listen, when we'll join and then when we stand up after when the imam finishes and we are finishing off, you will be my imam or I will be your imam. And they agree at that time who's going to become an imam. And then at that moment, then that person, then it's almost like a transfer from a jama'ah to a jama'ah. I'm sure some of you have seen this. If you haven't, it does happen. And if it happens, maybe sometimes between two people who agree it, or sometimes it might happen where one takes the initiative. And that's what I've seen a lot of the Shafi'is do that, yani, you know, they're all praying like that. And suddenly they're all in a line, you know, latecomers, they all stand up. And one of them would actually go forward and take a physical imam position. The others just continue praying behind them. So I hope you understand that scenario. What do you think about that? The madhab, the Hanbali madhab, said so this is something which is permissible as if they, as long as they agree on it, then they can uh, do that. And the, the evidence is because the, the, the evidence for this is in the intiqalmin imamin 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 akhir qad thabatat bihi as sunnah kama fi qadiyat Abu Bakr ma Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. They go, what's the evidence for this to be possible? Because one person is going to because we've got these two people here, yeah. What's going to happen with them both? according to their intentions. First of all, both of them are followers. Yes. Then suddenly what happens from both of them becoming followers, one suddenly now becomes an Imam and the other one remains a follower. But he was an, he followed, he was following one Imam and now he's following a different, a different Imam. You might say, what the hell is that? We'll say, but that's exactly what happened to the companions. They were following Abu Bakr Siddiq, one Imam, then they became following a second Imam. That is why it is difficult to say that this position is haram. 
is strange, but it's difficult to say it's haram. And that's what Sheikh Uthameen uh, uh, says. Um, uh, why am I not happy with this? I'm not happy with it because it's not narrated. Sheikh Uthameen says that we didn't see this from the Salaf. The Salaf, yani, subhanAllah, they are doing all these actions for us, the early three generations of Islam, but we never saw that from, for them. We didn't yani, uh, see it narrated. This would be something common because many people coming late all the time. Yani, I, you know, this is something very important in Sunnah. There are certain actions which are so regular, they happen so often, that we expect, therefore, that um, uh, instances to be many as well. Um, and when we don't see those uh, incidences occur, even though a problem is very common, then we start to question ourselves, is that really the correct position? So this is a classic example. Many people are coming late to the prayer all the time. So why don't we have thousands or hundreds or deck or tens or dozens of narrations that show the Salaf, the companions, Tabi'een, Adba'a Tabi'een, forming their own kind of pseudo-second Jama'ah amongst the latecomers? We don't see it. It's just not there. So that's why I don't like it, and that's why I believe that it shouldn't be done. And I, I have to tell you that when it happens, because I've been in a congregation, okay, uh, sorry, I've been uh, in that line of people who have all joined the prayer late, and suddenly one goes forward and leads, I just ignore that person. Let him lead the prayer, whoever wants to pray behind him, let him pray behind them. But I'm continuing with the original imam, and I've, I've, I've prayed a couple with him, now making up two by myself, I will continue now and pray them by myself. Sheikh Uthameen also indicates a bit here. He says, you know what it is? I don't want to go out there and say it's mustahab and whatever. They're not saying that these, the, the Hanbalis are not saying that this is fard or Musa sunnah or mustahab. They're saying it's permissible. And I think, okay, it's okay. It's permissible. I'm not saying it's, I'm not saying it's sunnah or mustahab. This is Sheikh Uthameen speaking. I'm saying that it is permissible for someone to do. Okay? So those are all the different forms of the... Uh, uh, movements, okay, there are six different forms, if you go back now, inshallah, when Zafar uh, makes the table um, and puts them into the different tables of, of, of this, and I will, actually I'm going to read out exactly what these tables are, and then when the tables are released at the end of the year, when it summarizes these in the notes, then Zafar will also add to each one what the class position was. He will be able to go back and extrapolate in each one what the class position was. So, Sheikh says that we can say that there are a number of different uh, conversions of the niyyah. The first one is, uh, the first type is al-intiqal min infirad ila itmam. So, from a person who's praying by himself to then it convert to becoming a follower. You know, we've done that before and we said that... Um, uh, that from Imam Ahmed, there are two narrations that indicate it's authentic. The Madhab said it is invalid, but we think that's okay. Athani, the second version, al intiqal min infirad ila imama, from a person who's praying by himself to suddenly become an imam, and we we covered that as well on page uh, 309 of Mumtia, and that yani we say that um, uh, there are a number of statements, a number a number of opinions of uh, on that. And some of them said it's only allowed in a nafal and not in a farb, and you know what we covered on that. The third type is the converting from being a follower to being by yourself. Okay, so if there is a, a, a shari reason, then we said that's something which is permissible. And if there is no shari reason, then we have two uh, opinions from Imam Ahmed and the uh, humbly madhab, they say. It's not allowed. It's not valid. It only can happen with a shari reason. The fourth uh, 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 conversion is when an imam becomes a singular person. There are two versions of that. Both we just explained. You know, when the guy behind the yani, he leaves or his prayer becomes invalid. 
The fifth conversion of the niyyah is when an imam becomes an individual, uh, when the imam becomes a follower. So we just covered that now. That was the imam, then he became, he was the, the imam, then he, the, another, the actual imam comes. So he now prays behind that, that second imam. Okay, well that's, that's absolutely fine. And then the last one is when an individual becomes an imam. Uh, sorry, when a follower becomes an imam. Okay. The follower becomes an imam, so that's when the imam, for example, he's about to break his wudu and he turns around and he says to me, come on, I want you to lead the prayer. And so he leads the prayer. Or the two people who came late and you saw that he was a follower, then he becomes an imam. So these are the six different versions of this particular uh, scenario. So now we're on the final. Okay, okay. All right. Let's let's do some questions. All right. Okay. How are we, you didn't bring the audio, uh, Shaz? Mm. You custom, you know you, yeah, and I bet that's right there as well, isn't it? Yeah, mm. unbelievable, like custom, unbelievable. You're gonna have to rip the audio from this, okay? Yes, okay. All right, okay. Let's do questions. I'll start at the beginning. Okay, it's all people saying, ah, there's a big lag. Oh. Okay, lag sorted, lag sorted. Right, right, right. Yeah, right. Okay, where's the questions, bro? Right. Use his perfumes as room spray. Thank you very much. All right. Okay. Make brother Shazad sit beside you holding his award for that. <laughs> his picture just hold it like that. Allah All right. So Aisha says, is this allowed even if the Imam al-Ratib has missed the recitation of the Fatiha? So, yani, uh, and Imam al-Hay is correct. Imam al-Ratib, Imam al-Hay. Uh, uh, that's a really good question. The Imam here, when he comes and joins the prayer, uh, what would he do about his Fatiha? We can only assume that he would have to recite, recite, repeat his own Fatiha, whether he does it aloud or to himself, and then catches up. We know that to read the Surah is not obligatory. So yeah, I think it's a good, good question, Aisha, and you're right. There's no doubt that the Imam would have to recite the Fatiha. There's no reason for him not to recite it. Uh, especially as he's leading the prayer. Some would argue, but he's joining late, and if you join late, and the Imam's already recited Fatiha, you don't, but actually you do. When you join late to the prayer, and the Imam is reciting a Surah, then you quietly to yourself recite Al-Fatiha if you have time. But if you, when you don't have time, that you don't have to recite Fatiha. In this scenario, he does have time. So I think Allah knows best. Allah knows best. But he would recite Fatiha to himself, not to confuse the others. Then he either starts a new Surah, or continues off where the other Imam was, Whatever. That's a good question, that. Uh, Rahil says, When the Imam rejoins the prayer and replaces the substitute Imam, will his original niyyah work? And will he have to start with the Takbirat al-Ihram and Fatiha? Or just join from the... Yeah, I just answered that. He would start Allahu Akbar. The new Imam will start Allahu Akbar and read Fatiha. Mesa says, Why would they need to do that? If you have caught the Jama'ah, even if they finish before you, you still get the credit for praying in Jama'ah. I agree. If they've got these two people who come late or whatever, why do they want to continue for? Um... I, I, I don't even think it's so much about them, okay? And I don't and also I, I want to say they're not even pushing it either. They're saying that this is something which is permissible for them to do. Think about the other guy though. You see, how many times did I see, you know, I used to, I used to observe this in the 90s when I was at university. There used to be Malaysians, a lot of Malaysians. Um, and I was at the beginning of my studies. So, you know, the whole madhab thing was coming, you know, I was, I was always, I was learning. And I used to remember my first year that in Ambrose when I would be praying, so I've finished the prayer now. Okay, I, I've started with the Imam. 
I'd get up and I'd always traditionally, I would get up from my position. I'd go back and lean against the wall to do my adhkar. And then when I do my adhkar, I'm just watching, you know, people who are latecomers and this and that. And the Malaysians, as I said to you, they would come and they would line up with the imam because they're late. But then one of them would go forward. So what would I notice? I'd, obviously, I'm watching this thinking, oh, wow, okay, that's what they do. Obviously, as Hanafis, we don't do that. That's the thought process going through my head. But what was interesting, of course, is the late latecomers who are coming, they don't even know that this is the second jama'ah. Does that make sense? They're coming and they see that jama'ah. They think that's the original jama'ah. And then they join it. So it might not make sense for those people who are doing it, but it certainly makes sense for the other people who are coming because they're thinking there's a new jama'ah. I don't think that they're thinking about that, but uh, Allah knows best. I, I, you know, uh, It's a good question, but I mean that's why I said I don't think they should be done per, per se. Right, so the final... Uh, Shaz, what did you read out of me? The final then uh, uh, part of this. I think we can do this, you know, Shaz. That's what? all, that's all the transition yeah, no, no, you, now you need to read out the penultimate paragraph. So the, the Arabic now I'm going to read to you, okay? This is the final part. We're going in a different order to the text. Yes. The prayer of the follower is invalidated. If the prayer of the Imam is invalidated, there can be no, appoint, uh, there can be no appointment of a replacement Imam. So what the Hanbalis are saying is that if the Imam's prayer is invalidated then so is the prayer of the guys praying behind the girls and the guys anyone who's praying behind that's invalidated as well it is فَلَا istikhlaf. you cannot get a, an Imam and do the substitute thing because what the Hanbalis are basically going to say you'll say hold on a minute ago they just said that but no the difference a minute ago was that the Imam had not broken his wudu the Imam has his prayers valid. Remember I said, oh, he's feel like something's about to happen. So he then quickly turns around. He says, quickly, lead the prayer. So then the, he goes forward and he just continues. Then he goes and breaks his prayer. But now look what he says. وَطَبْتُلُ صَلَاةُ مَأْمُومٍ بِبُطْلَانِ صَلَاةِ Imam. Okay? Imamihi. Alright? If the Imam suddenly realizes, according to the Hanbalis, that, oh, sugar, I don't even have wudu. If he doesn't have wudu, then that means he didn't even start the prayer in the first place. That means his prayer is invalid. Okay? And in this scenario, you cannot, as an imam, according to the Hanbalis, turn around and now grab someone. Why? Because the prayer has been invalidated first. That's what we're going to discuss. That's the issue at hand. Okay? Um, now, uh, uh, to understand why the Hanbalis said this, I want you to understand something very important. The prayer of the follower is intrinsically and beautifully and uh, 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 very yani, specifically linked to the prayer of the Imam. There's a great connection. So much so that, uh, that yani, the Imam can do certain things and there is an expectation according to some scholars that the follower will follow him in those actions, whatever it is. And also there is another great connection. There's like a real spiritual connection and a legal connection. So, for example, if I make mistakes and I make and, and I and I have uh, 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 as the imam, if I make mistakes, you follow me in my mistakes. You don't like separate. And likewise, the other way around as well. If the follower makes mistakes, which would normally invalidate the prayer, it doesn't get invalidated because the imam is covering for it. The imam is like soaking it up. Like the imam is like a sponge. 
all of the errors that are soaking out of you let's say you messed it up so big time you're there praying behind the imam you can't even know fatiha you don't know what you're saying you read this in the wrong place blah 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 whatever whatnot the imam and you're just leaking it's just a disaster the imam is like a sponge he's soaking up every kind of mistake that you make i hope that you understand that. i'm going to give you some examples first of all um we know in a hadith which is at the bottom of 318 that in the hadith of Abdullah ibn Buhayna, uh, radiallahu ta'ala anhu, that the Prophet was praying Salat al-Dhuhr. This is very famous. And in this salah, um, the Prophet he prayed two rak'ah, and he should therefore sit for the tashahud. But he didn't sit for the tashahud. He stood up. He forgot to make tashahud al-awwal. The companions themselves all were ready and knew that they had to sit down. But because the imam has stood up, then they have to follow him. If they could get the Imam's attention before he gets up, fine. The Imam will then sit down suddenly. So, you know, for, so we cover this a lot. We'll cover this next year. But when a person, when the Imam is getting up, let's say that he's about to get up to stand up, but he's still on his haunches. He's still kind of getting up. And everyone says, Subhanallah, Subhanallah. Yani, uh, you know, don't get up. Yani, stay seated. And the Imam works it out and he sits down. Then the situation's okay. But if the Imam gets onto his haunches and he's now starting to, you know, straighten his back and starting to get up, stand up, okay, then... Okay, then at that moment in time, it's too late. And, you, you know, the imam cannot go back. You're on your way up to the next position and the imam should then continue. And even though you know it is wrong and you are missing out a fard of the prayer, a wajib of the prayer, okay, you still have to get up. And that's because the prayers are connected. Obviously, at the end, there's going to be a sajda sahu and you will do that with them. But that's, that, that's, the, uh, that's the point. It then goes even further. There's something that you're going to come to study later on. It's called Jalsatul Istiraha. Jalsatul Istiraha is um, uh, towards the end of the time of the Prophet ﷺ, he would at the end of the sajda, in every rak'ah, so he would make first sajda, then sit, and then Allah Akbar again, second sajda, and then instead of standing up, he would sit down for a few seconds. Istiraha, just to get some rest. So he would sit down, and then he would stand up. Okay, so it's, it's called the, the, the brief sitting of rest. So I want you to understand after two sajjads, instead of standing straight up, you would have seen this in some masajid and so on and so forth. And this is a, a sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ, but the scholars differed is whether this is a sunnah for all of us or not. And many companions did consider it to be a sunnah. And many of the fuqaha did as well. But the majority, of course, don't. Okay, And my class position as well is not. And this was only because the Prophet ﷺ was yani, getting older and heavier and weaker. And that's why he needed to stop. Now, the question occurs now that when the imam... And by the way, whoever said that this is a, an action of the prayer, they only said it's a sunnah, no more than that. They didn't say it's a fard or whatever. That means it's optional anyway. But now I want to put to you a scenario. The al-imam or The Prophet ﷺ said that the imam has been positioned to be followed. So what if the imam, okay, starts doing things in the prayer that you don't do according to your madhab? For example, he puts his hand on his chest. And you put your hand underneath your navel. And he makes rafa'idain and you don't. Or you make rafa'idain and he doesn't. And he's a Hanafi and you're a Shafi'i. What about if, um, as the Shafi'is and the Hanbalis and Malikis do, in the fourth rak'ah they do tawarruk. And tawarruk is when you sit yani, with your left foot. Instead of sitting on your left foot, your backside is on your left foot and the right foot is up. The left foot then comes underneath, okay? And it comes out the side of your right yani, leg. And your left buttock will actually sit on the floor. This is called tawarruk. And it happens in the second tashahud of a, uh, or the final tashahud of a multi-tashahud prayer, like a maghrib or a dhuhr or whatever. But the Hanafis don't accept that, okay? So what happens if your imam does that? What happens if your imam does jalsatul istiraha? Okay, jalsatul istiraha, here. Now, 
This is where it gets difficult because if you're meant to follow the Imam, are you meant to follow the Imam in the individual Sunnah positions as well? The scholars differed over this, I've got to say, okay? And Sheikh Uthameen, for example, he makes a differentiation. I think it's a good differentiation. He goes that if the Sunnah leads to a delay in the actual action of the prayer, then you should follow the Imam in it. For example, if the Imam sits for Jalsatul Istiraha, then the followers should also also sit down for Jalsatul Istiraha, the sitting position, before you stand up for the second rak'ah or the third rak'ah or whatever rak'ah, yani, because, because why? He said that if you didn't, that means you're going to get in front of the Imam. And if you get in front of the Imam, of course, you cannot precede the Imam. You cannot make sajda before the Imam or go to ruku before the Imam or stand up before the Imam. If you do that, that's something which is utterly haram. We're going to cover that later. The Prophet ﷺ warned severely against a person who is praying so quickly that they actually go before the Imam does or makes the move before the Imam does. It's one of the sunnahs of the prayer to not only be calm and cool and collected, but also to only move after the Imam has completed his movement. That's something that the companions used to do. They never used to go for sajda until the Prophet ﷺ was virtually in sajda. You don't make that trigger movement, okay? We don't have that. We relax and take it easy. So, I want you to understand that is a uh, a, a, a good point that he makes. Uh, and then Sheikh Uthameen says, as for other things like, you know, Rafa'adain and moving the finger and all the differences that you would have, yani, between the Imams and the followers and students of knowledge and scholars, whatever, whatnot, you don't need to follow the Imam in that because it doesn't have an impact on the nature of the prayer itself. It doesn't make it shorter, it doesn't make it longer. So you don't need to follow the Imam in any of this. And... Um, I think that's I think that's correct, and I but but I go a bit further. I will say that also um, the jalsa to istirah. I want to keep it consistent, okay? I want to say that you don't even need to follow the imam in the istiraha either, as long as you do not precede the imam in getting up. So, for example, um, if you know your imam always makes istiraha for every rakah, then when he says Allahu Akbar, first of all, the imam should use his brain. I want to say that first of all. The Imam should know, and that's the difference between a good Imam and a silly one. The Imam should know that if he's making istiraha, okay, if he's going to sit down for that brief moment, okay, I'm going to give a demonstration by the way. Shaz, I think the camera will pick this up, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, I want to give a demonstration. So, I am the Imam. You can see me here, Shaz, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm the Imam, and I've just come from standing up. So, I am now. Allahu Akbar and I'm Subhana Rabbiyal A'la Subhana Rabbiyal A'la Subhana Rabbiyal A'la Allahu Akbar Rabbiyaghfirli Rabbiyaghfirli The Imam Allahu Akbar Subhana Rabbiyal A'la Subhana Rabbiyal A'la Subhana Rabbiyal A'la Now I'm going to say Allahu Akbar as the Imam Allahu Akbar I'm going to stand up if I'm a normal guy and if you're following you hear that Allahu Akbar and you know the guy is standing up now if I am actually in that thingy, but I am someone who believes in istiraha, I should do this. Allahu Akbar. That's what I should do. Because my takbir is for moving from that position to the stand-up. And that means that people who are behind me, they will hear that Allahu Akbar, and that's when they're going to lift up their heads from sajda. But if I am in my sajda, Subhana Rabbi Al-A'la, Subhana Rabbi Al-A'la, Subhana Rabbi Al-A'la. Allahu Akbar. That's highly irresponsible. Highly irresponsible. There are people who are at the back, yani, who are hearing Allahu Akbar, and they've now stood up. You get what I'm saying? And that's why Sheikh Uthameen is saying that 
if there's an imam who does istiraha, you should follow him in istiraha because that way then you're not going to stand up. But I'm saying, you know what, you don't know whether there's istiraha or not istiraha or whatever. The imam should use his brain and he should not say Allahu Akbar when he comes. He should sit there and then when he's ready to get up, okay, when he's had his little rest and he's feeling the strength come back to his legs, Allahu Akbar. And then the rest of the people then, they, um, you know, they can then stand up. I hope that makes sense. I hope that makes sense. Okay. Um, so, uh, what is also? So there are other things which you should you follow the imam in. What does he also mention? Um, he also mentions on three hundred and twenty that uh, Okay. So for example. Uh, if a person makes mistakes, I told you, isn't it? Yeah, then the Imam will soak that up. But there's a condition. Make sure you write this down. The condition is, is that the follower must have started the prayer with the Imam. Yani, he must be there at the beginning. So if a follower is to, starts at Takbiratul Ihram or in the first rak'ah, as long as he's in the first rak'ah, okay, then any mistake that he makes, any mistake, any mistake, the Imam will soak it up. So for example, uh, let me give you an example. So this person, he, let's say that at Takbiratul Ihram, he's there like a good Musalli, he prays Allahu Akbar, we all start together. Or he comes yani, late after Fatiha has started, he comes while the Imam's reciting Surah, so he joins Allahu Akbar, he gets his Fatiha in, Imam goes Allahu Akbar, he goes Allahu Akbar. So he was late, but he didn't miss the first raka'ah. Yani, he's going to give salam with the Imam, isn't he? Okay, so he's not late. So this guy is covered for all mistakes by the Imam, but this is the blessing of the Jama'ah. This is, uh, by the way, one of the great reasons why Muslims should, who have got rubbish prayers should go and pray in the masjid because the Imam covers for you. Not only is the blessing of listening to the Imam and the Ajr 27 times more and the Malaika making istighfar and you make lots of dua and dhikr when you're going that you don't actually get the opportunity to do when you're at home. And, 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 and. At the very least, personal rubbish prayer gets a great prayer by going to the Imam because the Imam protects him. So, um, uh, a scenario. This is a great scenario that Sheikh Uthameen uh, makes here. Um, the uh, Imam has done two sajda in the second rak'ah and then sits to do the tashahud. So the Imam is now saying, lillahi wa salawatu wa tayyibat. Okay. The follower, all right, he thinks that the Imam has only done one sajda. He didn't, he's forgotten that, well, we just did two, but he thinks only done one. So now when the Imam is saying, at the Lillah, the, 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 the one who's praying behind him, okay, he thinks that I'm Baina Sajdatayn. He thinks I'm in between the two Sajdas. So what does he say? Rabbi Ghfirli, Rabbi Ghfirli, Warahamni, Wahdani, Wajiburni, Warzukni, Wa'afini. By the way, if you say this slow, that's a good 10 15 seconds, by the way, that dua. So I want you to imagine that if you now, this guy, he's now thinking that I'm in the, uh, I've got another sajda coming. He's not thinking, he's not worried that the imam is like, seems to be sitting for a long time. Because actually it is sunnah to delay this uh, sit, sit, uh, sitting, even between the two sajdas. It's not meant to be super quick. It's meant to be relaxed. Your body is meant to go back to its position. You're meant to make this adhkar, you will known in your Hassan Muslim, and so on. And actually, Let's say that the Imam, when he's right, you know, he comes at Tahiyatulillah, then he goes, Ashadu Allah, 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 wa Shadu Anna Muhammad, and Abduhu, Rasul, then he stands up. It's not, it's not strange to say that those will roughly be the same length. Okay? 
So suddenly the Imam would stand up and my guy would think, oh my God, what happened to second sajda? And what happened to whatever? And you know, then he realizes, oh my goodness, I did do two sajda. Uh, uh, or, or, or let's actually say he doesn't know what's going on. Forget it. But he's confused, so he stands up. Now what has this guy not done? He didn't do a rukun of the prayer, a pillar, which is the uh, uh, second sajda. He didn't do the wajib of the Allahu Akbar that was coming from the tashahud. He didn't do the tashahud itself. That's a wajib. Guy missed out on pure things. Now, will this guy have to do the obligatory sajda sahu at the end like he would if he was praying by himself? Answer, no, he won't. Imam soaks it up for him. So I want you to understand that. There's a very, very intrinsic connection between the imam and the... Uh, uh, and and this is the case. And also, the sheikh says the sutra. So the sutra of the musalli, the sutra meaning yani, your prayer zone, you don't have a prayer zone anymore. The imam prayer zone takes over. So therefore, yani, you don't have to worry about anyone. When you're praying in a congregation, anyone can come up and down in front of you. No problem whatsoever because the imam has taken on this. Now, now, Sheikh. The, the example you just gave, uh-huh. that was for the person who joined the imam at the beginning. At the beginning. The so again, process. I put a condition down. It's got to be at the beginning. Now, for example, let's say a person joins the salah in the second rak'ah or in the third rak'ah. He's a person who's a latecomer. No. He's not covered by the Imam anymore. Any mistake this guy makes in the prayer, even the portion that he's praying with the Imam, or a portion that he prays after the Imam, when he finishes his prayer, he has to make sajda sahu. I hope that's clear. I made it clear at the beginning. I repeat again that this all of what I just said about the issue of the mistakes of the Musalli being picked up by the Imam and soaked up and no problem at all is upon condition that he starts the prayer with the Imam. The example you gave, he wouldn't have missed the sajda because he would have done it with the imam. Yeah. He would have just missed the tashahud. Yeah, he missed the tashahud, yeah. yeah I'm just saying, oh yeah, sorry, you're right, you're right, you're right. But let's just say that he thinks. Yeah. In, 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 in actuality, he hasn't. He, in actuality, he's only missed the tashahud, which is serious enough and requires mm-hmm. sajda. Yeah. But he won't do it. But I'm just saying in his mind, mm-hmm. he's thinking, I've not, or he might be thinking, I missed sajda. Mm-hmm. And tashahud, but the point's irrelevant. The point is, is that <clears throat> whatever is missed is covered. But he has to start the prayer at the beginning. If he clocks on, I don't even know what that proof does. Yeah, uh, whilst he's still there, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, he can do that when he's still there. I mean, the point is, is that it doesn't matter whether he clocks on, doesn't clock on, gets there, doesn't get there. The point is that he's covered. Now, why did I go into all that detail? Sheikh says, because of this deep intrinsic connection, the, 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 the Imams of the Hanbali Madhab, the companions of Imam Ahmed, okay, they said that therefore, that once the Imam's prayer breaks, your prayer breaks as well. Do you get now the point what's being made now? They've said there's such a strong connection, such a spiritual connection. How can it possibly be that the Imam, when he breaks his prayer, that the other guy's prayer continues? So therefore, if the Imam, Ayani breaks his wudu in the prayer, or he comes to the prayer and the prayer is broken, then the his salah is broken, and the salah of everyone else who is praying with them is all broken. Bam! Immediately then. Okay? Even though they did nothing wrong, and there is absolutely no uh, uh, exception for that. Except one exception. What's that exception? That exception is if the imam... He completes the prayer without wudu. After the salam, he then says to himself, Oh my God, I never had wudu. Or I had done this, or I did that. 
So he knows that his prayer is invalid. But the prayer is finished. In this scenario, the Hanbalis are like everyone else. They're saying, right, no problem. The rest of the people's prayers are not uh, invalidated. They prayed a full complete prayer behind the Imam thinking it was all fine. They're fine now. But this Imam has to repeat the prayer, but not these people. Do you understand that? So if the Imam later on realizes there was a mistake or there was an issue or I didn't have wudu or whatever, whatnot, he is the one who has to pray again, not the rest of the people. Upon the condition of the fact that the whole prayer being completed and the Imam remembering afterwards. But what are the Hanbalis saying now? They're saying that what if the Imam recognizes in the prayer so the prayer hasn't been done. So in the prayer, the Imam realizes that I'm not praying. At this moment in time, according to the Hanbalis, they say that the prayer of everyone is now broken. No replacement Imam. You can't grab an Imam and put him forward. Because what did I say to you before? The Hanbali said the only time that can happen is if I haven't broken my wudu and I nearly am about to break my wudu. So I quickly grab someone and say, quickly, I need to go. Right? That's the humbly scenario. I hope that you understood. So they said, if a person hasn't broken his prayer, the Imam has not broken his prayer yet, not broken his wudu, he has an opportunity to get someone and continue with them, then he goes and breaks his wudu and the, the prayer of the people is fine and the replacement Imam is fine and they carry on. The other scenario is when the Imam is praying and leading the prayer and then he realizes that he is not in prayer and he doesn't have wudu, then his prayer is gone, their prayer is gone. He turns around and Hamid Madhab said, sorry guys, your prayer is gone, you have to start again. Or start with a new imam from the beginning. That's the second scenario. The third scenario is the imam prays with them. He doesn't have wudu where he can't, he doesn't have a clue, he's forgotten. So the whole prayer is completed, carried out, done. The imam gives salam, then he's sitting there, then he realizes, oh my God, I didn't have wudu. Well, you know what? Tough bro, pray again. We say to him and we get off because we've done nothing wrong, prayer complete, and that's the Hanbalis accept that and all the scholars accept that. As you can imagine, um, that's a humbly position. We are going to differ with that. Sheikh Uthameen is going to say that uh, what the, the, he says that the second uh, uh, position in the Madhab, and this is what was chosen by uh, Sheikh Islam ibn Taymiyyah and, another, and a group of the scholars from Ahlul Ilm, that no, if he has broken his prayer, he carries on, does exactly the same thing. Yastakhlif. He finds someone, he says, you know what, I don't have wudu. Sorry bro, can you just carry on and leave the prayer? The guy will move forward and he will complete the prayer. Because the Imam's prayer was invalidated. What did other Misakin do? They did absolutely nothing. Okay? And Sheikh Uthameen says, this is the correct statement. And and why is that? Because the asl is the validity of the uh, guy who's praying. Yani, it, it needs a very clear evidence to break his prayer. Why are we breaking his prayer? Why are we invalidating his prayer? You have to have a very clear evidence. And Sheikh Uthameen says, Yani, this guy, he followed the command, he followed the rules, he made wudu, he came to the masjid, started, did niyyah, did everything. Why are you breaking his prayer? You need to have a super strong evidence. And Sheikh says, Where is the evidence from the book, or the Prophet, or the, or the Sunnah, or the consensus of the Muslims, that the Salah is broken in this way? No, I'm sorry. That He says that this great connection of the prayer, which is definitely there, does not mean that just because the Imam's prayer breaks, that everyone else's, everyone else's prayer breaks. Sheikh Uthameen continues, and you might have seen a video I recorded about 10 years on this uh, ago on this. I, I saw it the other day actually on my newsfeed um, about the death of Sayyidina Umar uh, ibn al Khattab. And you know, of course, when he was the Amir al Mu'mineen, how he was assassinated, he was assassinated in Salatul Fajr. 
and yeah, yani this majusi, Abu Lula al-Majusi, yani he, uh, uh, long story, I don't want to get into that, you can watch the video, find it, you can just type A.E. Umar and you will probably find, uh, see uh, it somewhere. But this, uh, yani this uh, Median Kafir, yani he goes in and he stabs, slices Sayyidina Umar's yani, uh, stomach into pieces, kills a number of the companions as well, double-edged sword, then he gets trapped by the companions and then he kills himself. And Sayyidina Umar is bleeding very, very heavily, but he can, so obviously his uh, situation is, is, uh, is well, it's, it's gone, okay? And what did he do? Amar Abdurrahman ibn Awf an yusalli bin nas, wa lam yarid annahu istaknatha as-salah. Wa ma'loom, wa ma'loom an anna Umar radiyallahu anhu sabaqahu al-hadith, وتكلم وقال أكلني الكلب okay uh, uh, Sheikh says that uh, he then turned to Abdurrahman ibn Auf and he said go forward and lead the prayer which Abdurrahman ibn Auf did and um, there is no evidence that he then started his prayer again there is no evidence that he started his prayer um, uh, again and but this is an evidence to show istikhlaf يعني some of this, Sheikh Uthameen also makes makes a point that it's not the strongest of evidence. He says, and some of the scholars said that this is an evidence. And also, uh, it is narrated, Wa'ida, um, uh, he gives a narration that's narrated by a Shafi'i, okay, and a Daru Qutni, and so on. Um, that uh, Uthman, radiallahu anhu, he prayed with the people whilst he was in a state of sexual... Uh, uh, thingy, Janaba. So he had no wudu and he forgot, and then afterwards he remembered and he prayed again, and they did not pray again. This narration is collected by Shafi'i and Adar Qutni and Al Bayhaqi in Sunan Kubra. This is point two on page 323. Alhamdulillah, we're going to finish this, mashallah, in the next five ten minutes. This is very good. And, um, and also narrated that, um, and it's also narrated on the authority of Ibn al Munkadir. And uh, and al-Sharid al-Thaqafi that Umar radiallahu anhu he, he led the people was he was yani in Janaba and then he repeated his prayer but they did not repeat their prayer that's also narrated by Imam Malik and uh, also narrated by Imam Malik and also narrated by Abdul Razak as well and the uh, Isnad is Sahih and uh, it looks like yani this uh, hadith is authentic and Athar is authentic it's also by the way uh, narrated uh, about this the Athar of uh, of Uthman that this was something that he did not remember until after the salam. That's something which is important because that would support yeah, the original position. But we have no problem with that. We said that if you remember after salam, then there's no repeating anyway. But our point is that if a person remembers whilst they're in the prayer, that's the one we're looking at. If a person remembers in the prayer that they don't have wudu, well, that's your problem. You go and deal with it. We're going to either then uh, pray with an imam or, and this is the key, right? Um, uh... So therefore, what should happen then? So to finish off this entire chapter, the Sheikh says, so therefore, based upon this position, I say, this Sheikh Uthameen position, this is the class position, that if the Imam remembers that he has broken his uh, wudu or so on, then he turns around and and he will put someone forward to complete the prayer. And it's not permissible for him to say to those people to start praying again. Repray your prayer. 
Okay, it's not permissible for him to do that because to do that would mean taking them out of a fard that they're in, and it's not allowed to break a fard as we said before, except for a shari reason. And this is not something which is allowing this here. Actually, anyone who enters into a fard, it's not permissible for him to leave that except if there's a valid legal excuse. Okay, their prayer is fine, it's allowed, and they continue with it, and they're not allowed to leave it. They have two choices. They either follow the Imam or they continue themselves. Uh, so if the Imam, uh, uh, you shouldn't refuse. If the Imam is put forward, then you continue. But let's say that no Imam is put forward, then you just carry on and you finish your prayer individually. Okay? You carry on the prayer individually, even though Sheikh Uthameen says it's better that they try to put the Imam forward, which is fine. But if the Imam doesn't go forward, then they finish the prayer individually. And I need to make a note here. This is something important for the sisters. All right. If the speaker goes, I told you guys this before, or you can't hear the imam, you're already any, hidden in the boiler room, 26 layers down underneath in this, in the, in the basement of the nuclear bunker, and there's only space for a broom cupboard, and you're already there, you can't see anything, can't hear anything. So if the speaker and the mic goes, then you don't hang around waiting for the imam, blah blah blah. You put someone forward amongst the sisters to lead the prayer and carry on from there, or you just yeah, and you forget the jama'ah, forget everything, and you pray by yourselves. Even if the speaker comes on, the mic comes back on again, and they're in a different position, ignore them. You finish off your prayer. Whether you are with the new woman imam, female imam, the one that you've chosen amongst yourselves, or you carry on praying by yourselves individually, it doesn't matter. You just carry on with that. Um, Shaz, open this thing. Okay. Um, and so then Sheikh then comes to the uh, last paragraph. And he says, so therefore note, that there is nothing which uh, invalidates the prayer of the follower with the invalidating of the prayer of the Imam. Okay. Um, uh, Sutra فإننا لا نبطله إلا بدليل لأن لأن الصلاة لأن الأصل الصحة وإبراء الذمة حتى يقوم دليل البطلان. شيخ gives one example. He goes, so never will the prayer of a follower will be ever be invalidated by the invalidation of the prayer of the imam, except in one scenario, and that is if there is something that happens to the prayer where the people are in a uh, uh, in a uh, joint scenario and he gives this one example and this is of course going to be based upon something which we're going to discuss in its right time the sutra is a, a area that needs to be covered and we know that anyone who cut, uh, breaks your sutra all right that's a major sin uh, the prophet ﷺ said if he knew the sin yeah, then they would wait 40 meaning you would never ever cross across a, 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 a person however that's one scenario when a person cuts across but then in the very famous hadith which has so much discussion i don't want to go into it but the prophet ﷺ said in sahih muslim of course that yani, there are three things that if they go past like the black dog and a woman for example was mentioned that if she was to go in front of a person whilst praying then the prayer is broken the prayer is broken now i'm not going to get into this hadith now so don't ask me questions now okay because it's a huge study that's going to come in its right time Sheikh Uthameen says, now the people don't have a sutra. 
when they're praying in a jama'ah. But what would happen if the, in the Imam Sutra, in a big jama'ah, a woman would walk straight past him, straight in front of him, like within five centimeters, straight past him. Here, Sheikh Uthameen says that the Imam prayer would break because of the hadith, but also everyone else's prayer, because this is not an individual situation of the Imam, but rather the whole jama'ah has been affected by this yani kind of disaster effectively. It's broken the whole prayer. So that's the only exception. But back to the original issue, Sheikh says that therefore we have a very important qa'idah muhimma, a very important maxim, and that is that, and this is beautiful, that anyone who enters into any single act of worship and, and fulfills it exactly as he was commanded, whether that's zakah or, or salah or psalm or wudu, we will never ever invalidate it except with a strong and clear evidence because the status quo, the original status, is that it is valid and that a person's responsibility has been fulfilled. And until a clear evidence invalidates my specific action, then that will remain. And then uh, we can say, as the uh, muhaqqiq says intaha bihamdillahi ta'ala al-mujallad al-thani wa yalihi bi mashi'atillahi azza wa jal al-mujallad al-thalith wa awaluhu babu sifat al-salah that is the end of the second uh, chapter mashallah tabarakallah and that will mean that we start the third chapter of the sharh and it also uh, means that it's a new uh, section, big section, and that is the description of the prayer. So we have now finished the shurut of the salah. That's taken how long, Shaz? Two years? Yeah. Something like? Less than 57 or 58. Huge, Yani. But mashallah, tabarakallah. So mabrook to every single person. And uh, alhamdulillah. Right, let's take now some, uh, uh, let's take some, uh, some uh, questions here. Okay. Right, salam situation to my question last week about the Musafir Imam Naveed changing two to four rak'ah when he realizes there are. One second. Okay, listen, everyone read that question by Naveed and try to understand what he's saying because I can't work it out. And let me do the other easy ones and then someone come and tell me what's going on. Okay, Rafia, you mentioned that you don't like it when someone makes you an Imam while you are praying alone. What is the reason? As we said, the Qalas position is that it is allowed, but is it preferred or should it be avoided? Allowed. That's the perfect answer. It shouldn't be preferred. It shouldn't be. Prefer it shouldn't be. Uh, uh, there's no preference or there's no uh, uh, whatever. If someone comes, okay. I, I mean, uh, what I want to say is that I, I do not believe that a person should go up to another person and just assume unless there's an evidence. The person, for example, you know, if you want to lead in the prayer, if you want to pray a jama'ah with someone, that person, I believe, should want to become an imam. And I should want to be in the Ma'mum. So I know that if I want, like I'll give you an example. When I'm in an airport, okay, and I turn around, I can't see anyone. I will start giving the Qama loudly. And I will then say, Allahu Akbar. And then I will, every, throughout my prayer, I'll say, Allahu Akbar. Rabbana wa Allahu liman hamida. I will say loud. And that would mean that anyone who comes in, they go, this guy really wants to be an Imam. And they will join. And when I go into an airport or a traveler's masjid, I look for the same person as well. Now, if I'm praying by myself quietly, I don't want to be an imam. So I don't like the fact that someone comes up to me and, you know, or to other people and so on. But if they do, is it permissible? We said yes, it's permissible. Okay, that's, that's what I'm saying. You mentioned that if the imam thinks he's going to lose his wudu, he should bring a follower forward. What should the imam do if he loses the wudu before he can appoint anyone? Well, as you've just seen now, it's not a problem. Uh, humbly say that prayer is gone, everyone's prayer is gone. If you lose the wudu, we say no problem. Wudu lost or not? Lost. 
Uh, Hiba says, based on, upon the previous lesson, if we are doing a sunnah or nafal salah of two rak'ah, but accidentally get up after the tashahud instead of making salam, should the con should we convert the intention into four rak'ah? So can we change from two to four? In my opinion, okay, um, a person should sit straight down again if they're praying two rak'ah and pray the sajda sahu and uh, because that's it's a mistake. So if you are praying two, but your body went onto autopilot after the, the, the tashahud to stand up for four, I would sit down immediately and I'll say, I'm only going to pray two. At the end, I would then give salam and then make sajda sahu because I've added to the prayer. I stood up, I ruined it a bit. And now I stand up, pray another two. You know, I want to do four. I don't want, I'm not trying to escape out of four, but I'm going to do it in, in my twos like I had my original intention. So that's my position. However, I do want to say that when it comes to the nafal and so on, there is a greater laxity for a person to do that, to stand up and just make the conversion from a two to a four. I think there's space for that, okay? Because it's nafal, just because of that reason. Because it's nafal and because yani, it should be done as much as possible. But the said sahu at the end, I would also do. But I, I'm not saying that I prefer this method. I'm saying that I don't think it's very strict. I think there's a lot of space in that, okay? As you'll see later on when we come to the characteristics of the nafal prayer, okay? Um, so, yeah. The reward of the Jum'ah or the Jum'ah Jum or Jum'ah is entirely dependent upon the quality of the Salah given by the Imam. Uh, no, I don't want to say that. The, the, the Jum'ah is yani, dependent, uh, uh, and the reward is dependent upon what you put into it. That will put what you put into it. Um, so, you know, the, uh, he could be miles away, not thinking great or whatever, and you are, so you, you'll get the reward. Mesa says, an Imam soaks up an, er an error in Rukan. If you miss a Rukan, you don't need to repeat that Raka'ah. What about the story of the guy in the Haram who missed the Rukur? He was supposed to do the Raka'ah he missed, right? Um, you're right, Mesa. In Sheikh Uthameen's example, the guy didn't miss a Rukan, okay? But let's say that he forgets to recite Al-Fatiha, for example, okay? According to uh, the majority of scholars, the majority, it is a rukun to recite al-Fatiha in the silent prayer because you can't hear the imam. Okay, what if you, yani, a person forgot to recite al-Fatiha? You get what I'm saying? So no, uh, when you're in a jama'ah, it's even possible for a rukun itself to be kind of soaked up. Okay, even in a, uh, a, a, a prayer like that, the, the person would not have to make sujud afterwards. Rafi'ah says, how will the changing of the imams take place practically when the imam has not yet broken wudu? Does he turn around, pull someone and leave? Yes, that's exactly what he does. He just turns around and he just asks someone, please go forward. And that's why I said before that the knowledgeable people should stand behind the imam because they will clock on immediately. When an imam turns around, they don't need their big explanation. They realize, all right, okay, and they just move forward. If you join the jama'ah late, then you make such for your mistakes. Correct. Correct. Okay. Uh, if the imam loses wudu whilst he is in sujood, would it be possible for you to give a practical demonstration as to how to tell a follower to become the imam and carry on with the prayer? It's very simple. In the sajda, okay, you would turn around and you would say, everybody remain in your sajda. I need to go and make wudu, okay? And this new imam is going to continue. I would then tap a person. That person would then get up and then move forward and remain in sajda. And then everyone, and then the imam would then say Allahu Akbar, and then they would stand up. That's what would happen. Okay, it's possible, of course, to address the crowd. Okay, it's just not possible for you to answer back. All right, is it possible for the imam to leave the jama'ah without appointing a replacement and just make a statement to the front line for the jama'ah to wait, and he then returns? No, 
That that's not possible. Okay, that's a scenario. The Imam can't tell everyone just to wait there, and then he goes and makes his wudu, and then he starts again. That's something which can't happen. Okay, that's a new scenario, new situation, whatever. And people might be thinking that's what Imam Al Hudayfi did in the famous video from Medina. That wasn't the case. He hadn't started the prayer. He had everyone standing there, about to give takbir. Then he said, "Oh, hold on." I haven't got wudu, so he goes wait there. Then he went and made wudu, and then he came back here, Masjid Nabawi, and then he then made the iqamah again, and then they said the prayer. So that was the prayer not started. But if the prayer started and the Imam loses the prayer, and then he has to go make wudu, he has to then come and join the prayer, yani as a follower. He can't go uh, onto anything else. Um, so the followers don't wait for the Imam to make wudu and come back. No, that is not an option. Okay. I'm hesitant to ask. Barakallahu feek, Mesa. I'm hesitant. I'm hesitant. Well, yeah, I am hesitant to ask, but I have heard more than once that a person can be a sutra. But to me, that seems incorrect. Uh, that's okay, Asya. A person can be a sutra, but not the front. Yani, their back. They shouldn't be facing to you. It's makruh for a person to face you for the reasons that you mentioned. Okay, but their back you can use. How do you join the jama'ah late? And what to recite? Depending. Yeah, of course, Rafa. Be of yourself, man. Uh, can you go, Rehan? Can you go into a little more detail in regards to the different riwayah of Zad al Mustaqni'ah? For the last point in regards to istikhlaf. Um you mean uh is it you mean is it you mean uh, uh, whether it should happen or not? I'm not too sure exactly what you want, uh, uh, Rayhan, but uh we have here, alright, it says here that according to uh, Shaykh Imam Hajawi, for example, he said that there is no istikhlaf. The madhab considers that there is no uh, istikhlaf either, okay, and um, and you will have to look at insaf, okay. Insaf, of course, is the bigger version of this text. I, I don't know about uh, anything else uh, with respect to this. If you're also talking about, if you're if you're re if you're referring to. The different riwayah of Zad al-Mustaqni for the last point. No, no, I think you misunderstood. There's no different riwayah. It's just that some people put that one first and that the other. It, 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 there's no, there's no issue there. In certain texts of the manuscripts, the last paragraph is that way and the other way. That's nothing else. That's that's no biggie to. I don't get hung up on that at all. And then Ali says, what happens if you join the prayer late after the first ruku'ah? But the Imam, uh, 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 does a sajda sahu. Would you also have to do one as well because Imam did one? Yes. If you joined the prayer late and the Imam made a mistake in a part of the prayer that you were not part of and does said sahu, you would do that as well with the jama'ah. That's why when the Imam says Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah, you don't stand up immediately because there's always a possibility that you missed a mistake and that the Imam is going to say Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah, Allahu akbar. And you don't make yourself silly because he says Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah, you've stood up. And then you have to sit back down again. So you stay seated when the Imam has given a salam alaykum wa rahmatullah. Make sure that he's not going to go down for the sajda. And when he doesn't and he goes towards the, the second one, then you can stand up. And anyway, even if he does go for sajda after two salams, you come down and you do it with him as well. But yes, you do. Uh, Rayhan, yeah, you're saying that your copy of Zad al-Mustaqni uh, has two qawls. When you say two qawls, you mean the, 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 the order of the text or what? You're not making it clear, Habibi. Make it clear. Okay, what is it exactly that? Yani, the riwayat and qawl in what? Okay. Uh, anyone explain the Naveed's question? Did you understand it, Shaz, or what? Yeah, well done, you were asleep, that's why. Uh, similar to my question last week about the Musafir Imam changing two to four raka'ah when he realizes there are non-travelers behind. It occurred this week. In the masjid, the Imam wanted to pray Qunud for Ghuta. Before the Takbir, he said Salatul Witr. So I made intention for three raka'ah Witr, but he only prayed one raka'ah. Is this prayer valid? Yes, I believe it is. I believe it is because... 
the Imam is one who controls that, not you. And I said before that a person, I, I, in fact, I even said this, uh, Naveed, last week or the week before. I said, you don't make an intention for, for units when you pray behind an Imam. Remember I said that? You make the intention to follow the Imam, whatever the Imam prays. So the Imam pray five, seven, nine of Witr. It's up to him. The Imam might pray the Witr in a two and a one scenario or three all in one go. So you only make the intention to pray behind the Imam and then he then decides and you just follow. Okay? Uh, Allah knows best. Right. Okay. All right. I think we're done. No one has uh, put in any more questions. And Zakmullah Khair. I hope that that uh, lesson was okay. It was a little bit long. No, it wasn't that long. To be honest, we smashed it. You know, that shows uh, how much all of you disturb me in the class. All your food and cake. I want to say, by the way, live, online, my uh, congratulations. I've already congratulated him, but I just want to say that uh, Asim uh, and uh, Asim and uh, um, Nuha, they had their baby today, mashallah, uh, or yesterday actually, and his name is Abdul Rahman. We're very, very happy. That's our Hajj group's baby because they're on Hajj with us, and uh, they are very, very close to us, alhamdulillah. And they were going to bring Asim was bringing chocolates to the circle, so alhamdulillah, we, we saved ourselves from that. There's been a uh, I don't know if Ajman, if you're watching or not, but there's some complaints were put. Uh, Zafar said that yeah, and it's very bad that you're stopping Zafar bringing these sweets and everything. And Shazad, of course, yeah, and he's getting lonely as well because he was dependent upon those sweets. Me, Sorry? I want to... Excuse me? What did you say? I said that Shazad likes sweets. Not at all. Oh, right. Okay, Shazad doesn't like sweets. If you believe that. Okay, if you believe that. Anyway, I my wings are like a shield of steel. All right? I am now... Where? I where, When we not were young. Anymore. Not anymore. I'm a, I'm I'm the Iron Man. I'm a, I'm I'm a brick. You are Iron Man. You would. Uh, you will see. You bring them all now. Okay. I've, oh, I'm not I'll pray nothing. I will go back. In in congratulation. In, in celebration. In celebration. In celebration. In celebration of completion of volume two, I open up the floor because I don't want to ever stop the happiness of the masses. Okay. You are allowed to bring your food. You are allowed to bring your fruit. You are allowed to bring healthy snacks. You are allowed to bring chocolates. You are allowed to bring whatever you want. You want to celebrate. You want to bring congratulations to people and everything. You are allowed to do all of that. Yani, we rescind that because it's not right that I take away the opportunity. Z Zafar, make the halal haram. Zafar said that Ajmal, yani, that's what he loves and desires. I said, what are you putting that on him? He goes, no, no, wallah, he does. And I said, all right, then, okay. okay. So you can continue, but you will see me strong. You will see the ox. You will see the iron man. You will see yani, who is the strong and weak. Yani, me or Shazad? You can bring it. I'm on a diet now. I don't care about anything. Anymore. Barakallahu feek wa iyaakum wa hiyaakum Allah subhanaka Allah wa bihamdika shahadu an la ilaha illa ashwa astaghfirak Allahumma wa atubu ilaik wa salamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh